This is the Go Blue Crew. The Michigan Wolverines, for the second time under John Beeline, are going to the Final Four. Derek, we talked about this possibility going into the NCAA tournament, but I think just for the sake of holding back and not getting our expectations too high, we sort of fended it off and said there's a lot of work to do before that point. Well, they've done the work and they're in. It feels really great on my end, and I'm sure it feels really great for you too. Yeah, for part of the the weekend, I just didn't know how to feel. I was just so excited and and almost unbelievable that uh, here we are. We kind of talked about this and, and touched on it's possible, especially if they play uh, like they did in the Big Ten tournament. And you know what? They they didn't. They they haven't played that way consistently. In fact, they've had a couple of of rough games that they found a way to uh, to scrap and, and win, and, and that's really important and really impressive and. And honestly, I think that that's a better sign than anything. Uh, you have the Texas A&M game where, where Michigan looked unstoppable and like a championship team. I think it does take one of those games uh, to win the national title. But the fact that they've done it uh, and just had that grit and that toughness. I remember really early in the season, we talked about, hey, this is a team that fights. This is a team that does not give up. And I mean, we've seen that in four games or well, three games really because the one was a blowout but it's just man how nice is it that they're that they're back in the final four and credit to John Beeline and his team a much different team than he took last time I think we all kind of expected it that year or at least we're hopeful uh, this year obviously hopeful uh, but I think they've performed beyond our expectations in terms of how far they've advanced. That's something I'm seeing brought up a lot. The fact that Michigan has played one really good game in this tournament and is in the final four still. And I know people are going to look at the teams they've beat along the way, like uh, Texas A&M being a lower seed and Florida State being a lower seed. But I think Michigan has beat two darlings in this tournament, one of them being Houston, because mostly because of Rob Gray. Everybody kind of fell in love with him. But then Florida State, you know, they, they were a nine seed, and everybody was in love with that uh, length and athleticism that they have, and definitely a, a very good defensive team that had some limitations on offense, but was still, you know, it turned they turned into a darling, making it to the Elite Eight. And it just seems like one of those things where – Michigan is proving that they are far from a one-dimensional team because that's their stereotype. But clearly, you know, you look at the, these games they're winning and the way they're doing it, and that's not the case. And, and that that's the number one reason that I'm hopeful and that I'm optimistic that Michigan's going to be able to beat Loyola Chicago and then go on and beat probably, uh, well, not probably, either Kansas or Villanova. Yeah, when I look at the Florida State game, and let's touch on the Texas a and I mean, that was phenomenal. That was some of the best basketball not only I've seen this year from Michigan. Uh, most points they scored, just a tremendous uh, output from everybody involved. Uh, but I think it was one of the best basketball games I've seen a Michigan team play in quite some time. Really probably the only other comparison is is in that tournament and uh, went with Trey Burke and, and all those studs when they beat Florida really, really bad. Um, and so that's maybe a comparison, but that was some of the most fun I've had. Uh, unlike the other games, it wasn't very stressful. They got out early. You knew that unless they just had the biggest choke job in the world that they were going to win. And not to take anything away from Jordan Poole's shot and the excitement that we tried to talk about last week, but our show did not record, unfortunately. So sorry to all the uh, the thousands of fans that were waiting for that. We 
we uh, messed up and got kind of lazy and didn't review, but we're back. So we were super excited. We shared a moment that night, Tyler, and that was great. But to have them beat Texas A&M in the fashion they did uh, showed good things for Michigan in the future. And then, yeah, this this Florida State-Michigan game, Michigan shot 18.2% from three. That is ridiculously bad. Uh, and they and But they forced Florida State to turn it over. Florida State, very long, lengthy athletic team that people fell in love with after beating Xavier. They forced Michigan into 11 turnovers. They out-rebounded the Wolverines. They played tougher than the Wolverines for most of it. But Michigan's just simply too good to lose that game. That's why they win it. And so you've got to hope with the matchup uh, coming up on Saturday with Loyola Chicago, uh, obviously the Cinderella, Sister Jean, got a lot going for them. You've got to hope that they can kind of return to playing really solid, sound basketball, beat a good team in Loyola Chicago, and then really just prep for that Monday night matchup in the national championship. Yeah, the the fighting sister genes of Loyola Chicago have knocked off Miami, Florida, Tennessee, Kansas State, and now they are, uh, you know, getting. Oh, excuse me, they also beat Nevada between uh, Tennessee and Kansas State. So getting ready for Michigan now, and uh, Loyola's got to be the team that everybody's pulling for, right? I mean, especially because it's the first game. We're all well. Most people are just kind of waiting for Villanova, Kansas to square off as one seeds and then the final four. Everybody's pulling for Loyola Chicago, correct? Yeah, I would say so because of the story aspect. Uh, I also think that a lot of people probably care about their brackets. And I know a lot of people, especially in the ones I'm in, have Villanova winning it all. So there's a lot of people that will have some money on the line. And, and those people could be pulling for Villanova. Villanova is a, a program that's had a lot of success lately, including a national championship. Uh, but one where you don't really root for them in many other sports outside of basketball. So I know there's a lot of I know a lot of people who just love watching uh, Jay Wright and, and Villanova on the court. And so I think that that kind of helps them. But yeah, overall, I think the best story uh, is Loyola Chicago because of of uh, kind of the small conference Cinderella feel. Uh, but I do think that it is tough, whether it's playing Michigan or playing any team in the Final Four, for a team like that to continue to advance. It's hard to remember like the VCUs or the George Masons and exactly how they played game to game like I've been able to see Loyola Chicago do this year because that team looks really, really good. They don't look like a a mid-major or Cinderella at all. So I do think it will be a very tough matchup, two very evenly matched teams. Uh, But I do ultimately think that Michigan uh, is the better team, and I think that they will prove that on the court uh, come Saturday night. So speaking of having money on the line, we talked about this a few shows ago, and I said that I did not fill out a bracket this year, but I lied unintentionally, but still I lied because I did fill out a bracket for work. We put in five bucks and I'm winning that thing. I am number one and two through five. They don't even have a champion alive. I picked Michigan, obviously, when they're still alive and it looks like I'm probably going to win that. So about 150 bucks. How do you, I, I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's no, that's fantastic. I, uh, I've never won one of these things. I'm in the lead of one. I'm top five in another. And I think second or third in, in the last one I'm in. And, but it really kind of relies on Michigan. Cause I do have some people, like I said, that are literally cheering for Villanova because they, they want to win money or they, they want to pick the right champion. And so, you know, it's it's all fun, and and I th- and I'm glad that this is one of those years where I got to be a homer and be biased and pick Michigan. But honestly, I had confidence going into the tournament. You did as well, especially when they when they showed off 
all of all of the positives that they did in the Big Ten tournament. And for me, it's just it's unbelievable almost that just two wins away, two more wins after all the wins they've rattled off in a row, that Michigan could be a national championship. That's pretty special. So Loyola Chicago, pretty unfair to think of them as an 11 seed still. I mean, that's obviously a huge part of their story as an underdog, but they've gone through enough games in this tournament where they don't see themselves as 11 seed. I'm sure that Michigan, John Beeline, that coaching staff is not viewing Loyola Chicago as an 11 seed. And, you know, God forbid if they make it into the national championship game, Villanova and Kansas won't see them as an 11 seed. So do you think that underdog mentality does anything to Michigan because they're going to be the ones who have most of the pressure on them as the higher seed. But I just think that, you know, if you, if you look at the mindset of the people involved, I'm sure they're not thinking of Loyola Chicago as a huge underdog. Yeah. For me, it's, I think it's just looking at the guys and how they've responded to everything on the team. They don't seem to be bothered by anything. Charles Matthews doesn't even know who sister Jean is. Uh, I think they're just they're playing sound basketball. Uh, they're doing what they need to to win games. They 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 bought into each other. They believe in each other. They're all kind of coming into the roles in a nice way. And and I think that uh, they were even asked like, what what do you think about playing the Cinderella or the underdog? And I think Mo Wagner himself said like, that's a good team. Like any team that can make it to the Final Four is a great team. And so I'm right with you. When I don't think you really view seeds at this point. You you view it as the the four teams left or the four best teams, people really hate that because they want to say that one side of the bracket that has Villanova and Kansas is the best side because it was stacked, and they want to say that Loyola Chicago and Michigan didn't really have that tough a pass to get where they are today. But fact of the matter is, is Michigan beat teams that beat other teams in the tournament. Uh, and at some point, a number one lost, a number two lost. And so it doesn't matter if Michigan beat them or not. It's the fact that they continue to win games. So I think the mentality going in is is that Michigan believes they're a good team, believes that they uh, have a chance at the national title, and I think that we'll see them do enough to win uh, just because I think at the end of the day, whether it's the magic running out for Loyola Chicago and they finally look uh, average or if it's just Michigan going off like they did against Texas A&M, I do think Michigan is, is ultimately the favorite, uh, even though people might not want to say that or at least go with that story this deep into the tournament. Yeah, Ken Palm has Michigan as a five-point favorite with a 66% chance to win. I don't know how much of Loyola Chicago you've been able to watch this tournament, but uh, is there anything that you see in particular that you think Michigan should be worried about? You know, it's really similar basketball, and and I think that you've just got to you've got to really stop a team like the Loyola Chicago, any team for that matter, in the tournament to to letting the crowd get in. They don't have the big home base. I don't think they're going to travel as well as Michigan. One smaller school, smaller fan base, uh, and, and two, just not super realistic when you compare yourself to a Michigan and the way they travel super well. I mean, just even in uh, Kansas and LA, I mean. Michigan fans made it seem like a home environment. But when I'm comparing the two, you just really got to keep Loyola Chicago from going on any sort of run. Uh, and you've got to really avoid sc- uh, scoring droughts if you're Michigan. Because what will happen is the Villanova fans and the Kansas fans will absolutely be pulling for Loyola Chicago. One, I think their teams would rather see them in the, in the championship. Because I think everybody, as much as you don't see them as an 11, or as much as you want to take them seriously, I still think that... They're less dangerous looking than maybe a matchup with Michigan in the national championship. 
with John Beeline as the coach, but they are athletic and they get up a lot of shots. And every time that I've watched them play, I've watched one full game and then half about two others. They get a bunch of open shots. They have an intricate offense. And I think that Michigan's really going to have to step up defensively. And the way they win this game is I think that this would be the best defensive team that Loyola Chicago will face. I just because I think Michigan still doesn't get enough credit on that side of the ball. Yeah, speaking of going up against a really good uh, Michigan defense, Loyola Chicago turns the ball over on about 10% of its possessions. And uh, I think, excuse me, about eight 18% of its possessions and gets the ball stolen about 10% of the time. That's I got that a little mixed up. Michigan obviously really excels in those areas. You think about a guard like Xavier Simpson, who seems to pick somebody's pocket two or three times a game at least. This is probably going to be a huge challenge for Loyola Chicago just to match how many possessions Michigan is getting. I would expect Michigan to end up with more possessions, and as long as they can play just average on offense and, and get some of the shots that they've been hitting this tournament, which I know isn't a lot, but it's been good enough up to this point, I think they'll be fine. I, I don't think they're going to win by 15 or 20, probably not. But, uh, you know, if, if they're able to just play their game, it looks like Loyola Chicago has a serious defectiveness there and, and, and turning the ball over way too often, especially against a team like Michigan, which creates a lot of turnovers and doesn't turn the ball over very often. Yeah, and and let's before I get too ahead of myself. I mean, obviously, I will. I'll be surprised in, in terms of I'm very confident in Michigan right now. But I mean, Loyola Chicago's beat teams. They're in the Final Four for a reason, and they can absolutely beat the Wolverines. But what I what I've been seeing is you've got Loyola's really efficient offense. They're they're top ten in both two point percentage and three point percentage in the country or maybe just outside of the top 10. It's that versus Michigan's new stifling defense that everybody's talking about now. But what you're missing there is when you look at that Texas A&M game, Michigan's offense can be probably the best in the country, probably only behind Villanova when it comes to when they're on. When, when Michigan's hitting shots and Duncan Robinson's hitting threes and Charles Matthews coming in and looking better than he's looked all season, when Mo Wagner's going for 15 to 20 instead of 8 to 12, Michigan's offense is as deadly as any. And that's another reason why they're in the business in there. We haven't seen it in maybe three out of four games like we would have hoped to see. But the one game against Texas A&M where you can uh, win by 27 or get up by 27 points, uh, or maybe they even won by 27, I can't remember now, but putting 99 points uh, on a team to make it to the Elite Eight like that is phenomenal. And, and I don't I don't think people are talking enough about Michigan's offense. I think everyone's kind of focused on this darling of Loyola and what they've been able to do offensively and then what Michigan's been able to do holding po- opponents uh, to just less um, than, than what Michigan's able to put up. And so that's how they've won three out of their four games. But I think people easily forget how deadly and how out of hand it can get if Michigan's shooting eight to 10, making eight to 10 three-pointers in one half. Okay, let's pay a little lip service here to Kansas and Villanova. If Michigan goes on to the national championship, would you like to see them play Kansas because of the serious threat that Villanova offers when they're clicking? You know, I probably would have said that going into the weekend, uh, looking at kind of who I thought uh, I have for uh, just – to kind of put it out there, I, I have Villanova, Kansas, Michigan, and I think I had Cincinnati in the finals. Um, I had Villanova winning. 
uh, because I think they're the best team. And I think that that was just because I, I was more worried about them in general. And so I thought that, you know, Villanova is really dangerous. They're probably got the best chance to win this thing, just looking um, at the beginning of the tournament. But after seeing Kansas play phenomenally against Duke and one of the best games I've seen in the tournament in a while in terms of back and forth, Kansas is really, really deadly too. And I wouldn't be surprised if it is Kansas uh, that makes the national championship. So I don't necessarily feel better about either team. I think the matchup is probably a little bit better against Villanova uh, because, again, they're kind of a smaller team. Sure, they've got an offensive juggernaut of a a squad and and they're outstanding, but Kansas kind of has some matchup problems that I noticed that Duke had trouble with, and we both know how athletic Duke is. And so I think that Villanova is probably the better matchup, but I also think that they're one of the hottest teams just in the country, and they have been for a while when it comes to to Final Four and winning championships. So I don't feel good about meeting either of them. Uh, I feel good about Michigan's position in the Final Four, uh, but I think both of those would be tough matchups if Michigan makes it to Monday night. Full disclosure on my end, I have Kansas in the finals against Michigan, and then I have Michigan beating them 72-69. to I don't know why I remember that score because, you know, you have to put in a score for the tiebreaker. I think Michigan's going to beat Kansas 72-69, to whatever. I've got I've got Michigan over Villanova sixty nine of course to sixty eight. That would be you know both both games would be wonderful. I'm not going to complain. Obviously, you know if if Michigan beats Villanova, I won't be too upset. I'd be a little happier if they beat Kansas. You know because like I said earlier, got some money on the line. But uh, something something we usually do here to to wrap up the show. Looking ahead, who do you think gets it going for Michigan? in the final four. I'm going to go with Charles Matthews. I've been so impressed with Charles Matthews and and how well he's played. Uh, I think that it's a, it's a Charles Matthews that we've been waiting to see. It's a Charles Matthews that going into the season, uh, we were hoping uh, this is how he would play consistently. Uh, And so I look for him to just, you know, I, I don't, I think that's the difference between Michigan and Loyola Chicago is if Charles Matthews playing really, really well, Loyola Chicago doesn't have that, and I also believe they don't have anyone who can defend that. Uh, and so I look to him to really carry Michigan, but I look to the whole group because at this point you can't really ride on a single player unless someone wants to go Trey Young and drop 45 points. Uh, you need the whole team to to be able to to connect uh, and fire on all cylinders because it's I mean it's the Final Four. This is the best basketball hopefully we'll see uh, out of all of these teams, just for one, to have it be good games. Uh, but for Michigan – if we see some good basketball like we did against Texas A&M and at other times during the tournament, uh, I think that they are a national title caliber team. Michigan has played eight games since the start of the Big Ten tournament, and Wagner has only not reached double digits once. That was uh, against Montana in the NCAA tournament opener. I think he's the guy who's going to end up making the biggest difference. I don't disagree at all with what you said about needing a total effort at this point in the season. Unless, of course, yeah, somebody goes like Trey Young, and I'm not even sure who that would be. It seems like there's a 
two or three candidates for somebody who could just absolutely explode. But I think it's going to be Wagner who makes the biggest difference because he's starting to become a little more consistent. And this is a big time moment, obviously, for everybody. And he just seems like somebody who really thrives in that situation. Not to say that uh, Xavier Simpson or Jordan Poole or Charles Matthews or Muhammad Ali Abdurrahman, like obviously those people do too, but Wagner seems to do it in a different way and in a way that I think uh, suits him very well for what's on the horizon. So before we close out here, any final thoughts on Michigan going to the final four? Well, one of my thoughts is that's the first time I haven't picked Mo Wagner in a while. And I know you, you probably realize that you probably asked me <laughs> knowing that I was going to say that, but I decided to switch it up just because I wanted to show some love to Charles Matthews. I think that um, that that's a guy who hasn't gotten a lot of credit. Uh, he was most outstanding player for, for Michigan's region, which was nice to have that honor. But my final thought is I'm excited. Uh, and I'm also really uh, eager to see what Xavier Simpson brings to the court, because once again, he was left off of a, of an all tournament team. He wasn't defensive player there. He's been left out of a lot. And every time he's responded and just kind of played out of his mind, whether it was offensively and defensively or just one of the two. And, and so I think that as the point guard, as someone who everybody on the team kind of considers that leader, I think that he's going to carry them and be important as well. But, hey, man, it's the Final Four. I couldn't be more excited that Michigan's in the Final Four. And I look forward to watching, hopefully, two more games and, and potentially a national championship. If that's the case, you better believe I'm down in Chrysler watching it. Uh, Michigan Loyal Chicago tipping off a little after 6 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Hopefully then Michigan is playing on Monday, uh, 9.20. Yeah, 9.20 in the national championship. Next time we come at you with this show, hopefully we'll be talking about Michigan being the national champions. So you can follow Derek Devine if you want to on Twitter at divine identity you can follow me at ty underscore fenwick and you can find the go blue crew on twitter facebook and excuse me itunes at wolverine sounds where you can also listen to Derek's show divine identity named of course after his amazing twitter handles so thanks for checking us out and go blue go blue